one of the most powerful things I ever learned. It has literally taken me from a person who felt lost and powerless and wanting to give up on many things, including life at one point. It has taken me from that person to confident in my decisions, clear about my direction, and like I feel empowered to live the life that is before me. It was night and day. Now today in the podcast here, I'm gonna share exactly what you need to do to feel the exact same way. And if that sounds like something you're interested in, keep listening. Hello, Sama Alaikum. Thank you for joining us here on the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week, but today is a bonus podcast because every once in a while we like to throw in these gems of knowledge for women that are looking for life solutions. And that's what we do here at Mindful Muslim. We work with women to help them basically get the life that they want by keeping true to who they are, but just getting some little tools along the way. We cover love, marriage, parenting, life hacks, all types of things that you guys ask for. And right now we're in the middle of our love series. So I thought I would throw in an additional gem that was incredibly important and helpful to me in my life. And once I learned this concept, I have never gone back. It has only driven me forward and helped me in every facet of my life. And I'm going to share that with you today. And I thought I'd do something a little fun, a little interesting today in the podcast. And I'm going to share my two cents, but I'm going to throw in the two cents of two other women that are actually in our school that had similar experiences. So you too can almost have like a triple benefit of what I've gone through and what they've experienced as well. And because we're in the love series, I thought I'd keep it um, in that example where when I bring the two girls from the school, they're going to give you some of their examples related to talking to guys. So I thought that would really be helpful, something you could all pick up on. If you're looking for love, that'll help you. If you're a parent, you need to know what's going on with women these days and with the youth these days. And so let's dive right into it. Let's talk about exactly what has changed my life, some of the best advice I was ever given. Now, when I was probably back in the time where, if you heard from my last podcast, I was struggling, right? I was looking for how to move from being divorced to remarried. I wasn't sure. My future seemed uncertain. And I just felt like, gosh, you know, I'm so educated at this point. I had, you know, a good amount of my degree finished. Later on, I would go on, alhamdulillah, not easy, but even with the kids, you know, to finish my other um, degrees. But at the same time, I was still in this place of like, you know, I know something has to change. And so I went to my teacher that particular Saturday morning. I remember as I was going to the masjid for one of our regular um, classes. And I remember after the class, I pulled her to the side and I, and I told her like, you know, I'm having X, Y, Z going on. And I really, and I mentioned in my last podcast, that I'd gone to my mentor. And what I didn't mention in that conversation is one really pivotal piece of information that she gave me, which is what I just wanted to make an entire podcast on today, which is one of the best pieces of advice I ever got. And it seems simple. Like, I don't know, I've learned in my life and I've heard this from so many people, but I think until you've experienced this, you don't really get it. Um, some of the biggest moves you can ever make in your life are the smallest. And as you go on in age as a woman, like you realize how much truth there is in that. When you're young, you're just like, no, I need this like big bad thing that's gonna like fix it all. And it doesn't really work like that. Usually it's the smaller shifts in your life that are the most powerful. Sometimes they're the most they seem so small, but they're they're 
consistent or things like that. But I'm not going to talk so much about consistent small deeds today. That's not really what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about this other thing that I think we um, we tend to neglect. And the scholars, when they talk about some of the best way to increase your relationship with Allah, like this is all bonus, right? This is what we all want, right? Increase your relationship with Allah, increase your sense of self and sense of self-esteem and stuff like that. This is exactly what does that. And your understanding, your your comfort with your Islamic identity, like this hits all those notes on top of the fact that it's going to give you incredible direction in your life. And when I talk about it, you're going to be like, what is that? And this is why we ended up making an entire school, because we knew once we threw this kind of information out there, um, we were going to need answers. And so we want you to know that whatever your journey is, we are here to support you. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, if you don't know, you can DM me on any time on Instagram, Mindful Muslima. We have a chat support. Just want to throw this in here before I tell you exactly what it is, because some women don't really know how to reach us. And afterwards, they're like, I need to know how to ask you more about what's going on in my life, right? So this, uh, the best way to reach our team is mindfulness at mindful-muslima.mus. L-I-M-A-H.com. And yeah, these are really the best way. If you guys don't already know, we have a website too, www.mindful-muslima.com. And what I wanted to also just say really quick is thank you guys for all of the beautiful, beautiful reviews that you guys leave us all the time. If you, if you feel compelled, please do. If you've been a long time listener, I know like sometimes I know there's about like three podcasts I was thinking about the other day that I listened to probably for two and a half years straight. This person has no idea how much I love to listen to their stuff and I've never left them a review. And it was funny. So I was listening to one of their podcasts and they were like, uh, I'd hate to ask, but could you leave me a review? And I'm like, why have I not left a review? So if you're one of those people that have not left yet left one, we really appreciate it. I look through every single one and it means the world because it lets me know that this stuff means a lot to you and I should keep on going and keep on making episodes and other women can stop here to get really good information. All right. So today what I want to talk about is this thing that I learned and it is mostly that I needed to learn myself what Islam said about things and stop just believing what other people say because they were holding back they were taking control of things in my life and holding me back. Now, what type of people am I referring to? Well, here's the thing. All of us are in different dynamics. Some of you guys are in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. We have women here. I'm even younger than 20, I think, sometimes that listen. But like big spectrum, right? You're from all over the world. 147 countries now we're up to, right? Million listeners. But you guys are different in your own respect. So that can mean something different to each and every one of you. So what I would say is for me, it meant I need to stop listening to everyone in the Muslim community telling me like how to find a guy. Like at the time when I was divorced and had to like rebuild my life, I need to stop listening to every person when I actually literally myself didn't know what the Quran and Sunnah said. I literally could not quote, I mean, I could quote certain things I might've heard like in a Juma, things I might've saw like, you know, posted somewhere, but nothing too solid in a sequential way. And so, you know, everyone told me negative things also, that would keep me up all night. Like I just kept hearing all the negative things and those things like, like, and I used to, at one point, you know, I was like, oh no, you know, you know, Allah is greater. And then, but sometimes that stuff unconsciously creeps in on you. Like they were like, you know, um, you know, you're never going to find somebody else. No one's ever going to love your kids, you know? And then I started to, to believe them. I couldn't do it. I have two kids. I already failed. I don't know what I'm doing. This is too much for me. This is how I started 
to talk to myself. And this was long before I do journaling. I know you guys know all about the journaling. I probably then could have stopped myself and really delved into those emotions and where they were coming from. But what my biggest advice to women is, and that's what the focus of the podcast is today, is stop listening to everyone and learn yourself, whatever it is. So what my teacher had pulled me aside in that Saturday morning to say, look, if this is something you know you need to do in your life, you need to stop thinking other things are more important than this. You need to stop waiting for the opportunity. And she was like, you just need to put in the time and the attention to learn this because this stuff is life-changing if you make the wrong decision. And she was so right. And so I stopped putting the excuses of I don't have time and I don't have attention and I have a lot going on, all this stuff, and I, and I put it in. And so, you know, some of us, believe the things that people tell us and it gets us to a place where we're emotionally unwell. I have so many sisters call me every day and I was starting to get that way. I was starting to get emotionally unwell. But then I remembered one night when I was so desperate to feel happy. I remember raising my hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, begging him to show me a way. And if I look back now foolishly, it was probably the first time that I like officially asked him for help and really meant it. Like I was at my wit's end. And I did this. And then I also straightened up my dean. So when I talked to you in the last podcast, I mentioned that I didn't get caught up. I learned how to do things the Islamic way and I moved forward. But I'm just taking that moment in my life right now and I would expand on it to let you know that this was the pivotal moment. It was when I decided to learn and stop thinking I might know or wondering or asking somebody else or letting people like fear monger me about like, getting into a horrible situation or like that, no, look at your past, you know, all that stuff, whatever it was. And I mean, I had nothing to lose. I was at rock bottom in that sense. I mean, what's the worst that could happen but for me to make my life better, right? And so I did this, I straightened up and then a miraculous thing happened. And over the course of the next few weeks, I found door after door opening for me. And so right here, I want to insert a beautiful sister. Some of them, the girls in our school, they want to stay anonymous. They're all working on themselves. And so I will keep that honor. But I want to introduce you to this sister that had a similar experience. She decided like, halt the train. Like I am going to learn what I have to learn. And uh, I cannot tell you, she describes how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, at first she was doing things wrong. And then she, and I'm not saying we had the same exact story. I'm just saying this is her story, right? She's doing things wrong. And then she decided to learn, put the time in. And all of a sudden, her life changed incredibly. And I just wanted to give you that snippet of her story here for about three minutes. And it is just exactly what I'm talking about. And many women, many women in our school, they describe this same feeling. Like once they put Alyssa Pena with Ala first and stop trying to figure it out on their own, stop listening to everybody, that is when like miracles happen in their life. So let's take a listen to this sister's experience. Like I was just getting to know him in a haram way and I was praying about it, hoping to get married. And then like when I heard your podcast, I was like, okay, I need to stop. Like this isn't gonna work and God's not gonna help me. Even if I pray, God's not gonna help me because I'm doing the wrong thing. So then I decided to, um, I talked to some of my friends and like my parents about it and I decided to end it. Like even though they were all against it, the reason I decided to end it was because I knew it was the right thing. Like, even though everybody, everybody was like trying to find a loophole and they were saying like, you know, they were trying to make me believe what I was doing was right because that's what they believe as well. So, um, but I still decided to just end it because I knew that if you give up something for the sake of God, like he'll give you much better. So, um, 
I met up with him to end it. And that day I, I did tell him, I told him like, if, if it's meant to be like, maybe in two years, like God will bring us back to each other because that's his timeline. And like, we don't need to talk or like be together that like during that period, right? One thing I love about the way you teach is that you don't have any culture in it because I think that's what causes a lot of us to think these things are okay. I've been experiencing like really good things happening in my life and it's almost like God has been increasing my faith with like all the things that I do for God's sake. So I knew that it would get better even though I didn't feel like I couldn't imagine it getting better. But I knew that I it just would be wanted to I just wanted to acknowledge like that whole experience that you're saying that is just incredible. And I'm so impressed with you because like if women would just do these things, I'm saying it would be so much easier. And you're yeah. like, not because I have like a magic solution. Like this is Islam. Like yeah, Islam is exactly. easy. Allah made it easy. And I'm just trying to explain it in the simplest way to people like it doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to be dramatic. Like it can be totally like good. And then like, just do this. And people are like, ah, it's a little bit hard. So I love that you like, we're like, you know what? I'm going to trust the law. I'm going to do it. And you're telling me basically from this and your private messages, like the immense Baraka that was in that and how yeah. it worked, right? That's what yeah. I want to know. Like Allah is real and his promise is true. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. And I think when you experience it one time, then you just know. Like it you makes have to you stronger the next time because you're like, oh, that's yeah. how it goes. So that's why I'm like, you yeah. got you gotta do like a trust fall with Allah. You gotta just like try to be doing what he said once and then you'll see the results. It's always like wait, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. I really think that we get ourselves in into situations and we think that it'll all work out in the end. And even if you're doing even if you're in a haram relationship, that you'll get married at some point, but sometimes you don't, and sometimes you just waste your time. You're, I, I want to give you like a virtual hug. Cause like you're so <laughs> smart right now. You totally get it. And you're right on point. And I love that you said, I didn't want to put a condition on it because it yeah. wasn't about him. It was about like yeah. me and what I need to do for me. And that's what I want women to know. The empowerment I, I try to teach in the course that we do um, is that like, it teaches women to have the power that you're talking about. It teaches you to yeah. like take control of yourself. So it doesn't matter if it's that guy, this guy, that guy, you don't get sucked into the emotional like time warp. And if it doesn't work out with him, you're not like, oh, I'm all depressed now. Like you are doing you and you're pleased with the law. Allah is pleased with you and things are so much better for you. SubhanAllah. Yeah. And it gets so much easier. Like when you're in it, you don't, you can't imagine it getting better. Like I couldn't have imagined. I didn't know how it was going to work out. I just trusted God and it, and he made it so easy, so quickly. Like it didn't take long for me to recover. It was just such a quick recovery. And now I feel so much better and it, it, I can look at it logically and not emotionally. So if it doesn't work out, it's not going to like break me as I thought it would. I thought it would break me and that I, I thought that like I had to stay and I couldn't get better because I don't really have um, like close friends or like anybody that like supports my journey with Islam as much as he did. So I felt like if he's not going to be there, like I'm going to be alone and be struggling, but I never feel alone. Even if sometimes I don't have someone to talk to about those things, I don't feel like I need to. SubhanAllah, that was powerful, right? I know so many of us can relate. And I cannot tell you how I wanted to just hug this sister from across the, you know, the phone when I'm talking to her because it was so incredible. And, um, you know, a lot of these sisters, I always ask them in the school, I say, I really, really want to hear your story. I want to know, do I have permission to share it with other people? And they always tell me yes, but then sometimes they're shy, right? And they don't, whenever they know who they are, but they're like, I know somebody could benefit from this. Yes, sis, share. And I had a very similar experience with another sister She's 20-something years old as well in our uh, one of our programs. And she recently got married. 
And so I wanted to flash back to her because I want us to know that so much of our fears and our concerns could so easily be subsided with the right information and knowledge. And Islam, what the scholars teach us is that if you want to get closer to Allah, you need to learn your deen. If you want to get closer to understanding yourself and being strong, you need to learn things about yourself. You need to break through them. It takes a bit of work, but this stuff is literally life-changing. And so everyone was telling her, this particular sister, she was getting too old, right? Because in her culture, she was a bit older. She was 20-something. And they're like, oh my gosh, you know, no one's going to want you after a while. Everyone told her there was nobody out there. They were like, oh, the guys are this way. You don't even want to know. Like the guys, no matter who you get, they're going to do this to you. And, you know, she had looked for this for a guy at this point before she's now married, right? For about seven years. And there just seemed not to be any guys. And when she came to me, she was probably at the point where she was starting to give up, not just on looking for a guy, but on Islam completely. And that's a really, really dangerous place for us as women, right? When we are starting to give up, right? And that might be you too, but I'm telling you, don't, don't. Because the other sister, she is in a great place right now. And this sister, I'm flashing back to before her wedding. Um, she's now married and she's happily married. And she was one of the sisters I was able to go to her wedding. So alhamdulillah, um, I interviewed her about, you know, what her some of her negative beliefs and mistakes were before she learned. And I want to see if this might be you, if you can relate. This was what she was going through. And um, I think it's something that so many of us can can see is really happening out there. All right, let's take a listen. I don't know how to even speak up for myself. I don't know how to even seriously, like literally speak up for myself. I'll just stay quiet. I'm like, okay, my uh, they know best. Like, you know, I should just sit down and be quiet and wait, you know? But uh, subhanAllah, that's, that's not gonna get you anywhere, subhanAllah. Uh, that's why I had the like a, a difficulty in that. Um, but before I knew the information to Quran and Sunnah, I uh, when I used to like meet certain brothers, they um, I would do uh, like messaging, like to get to know the person. And uh, Subhanallah, like you really don't know that person. Mm-hmm. It's just through messaging, you know. Like um, like we ask each other questions, just like let's say, oh, do you pray? Uh, like we go, oh yeah, I pray. And uh, and then that will be pretty much it. You don't know like if he really prays, or we'll be texting, and it's like Jamaat time on a Friday, and I'm like, why are you texting? It's Jamaat time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so many like red flags would come before knowing this information, and it was like getting nowhere. Subhanallah, I was like, I was like, I felt like I was in a cycle, like in a circle, like a loop that would never end. I'm like, oh my god, this is not working. <laughs> Support is very very important. I think it's key. Mm-hmm. in order for a girl sister to find a suitable uh, spouse in this time we're living in. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. That's why it's funny that you say that because that's what I, I had so many phone calls after a while with girls about that type of stuff. That's why we ended up making the, the free marriage class that we have. But the truth is beyond that, there's so many questions women want somebody to talk to. Like I had a girl I talked to the other day and she's just like, you know, my parents are telling me to do this but I want to do this. My parents want this for me, but I want that. Am I obligated to listen to my parents? Am I obligated to listen to my own intuition? Like what am I accountable for? Like there were so many questions about that. So that's something I always cover like in the class with women because I want to make sure that they understand like where the boundaries are, but I totally agree. And um, what I want to say is I know you, you um, joined us for some of um, the, the classes and things that we have. And I want to ask you um, what didn't you know well, what were you more unsure about before you got the information of how to get married by the Quran and Sunnah? I was unsure of um, 
the process of getting to know the person like uh through messaging or something and you, I thought that was totally okay because you just messaging you send each other questions mm-hmm. I would like this I want this in life what do you want in life but I realized that was not right um because there's a respond a lot there's a reason that it's not right that because I'm showing a face to this person and that person showing a, a face to me and I'm like oh my gosh it's beautiful you know he prays he goes to the measure <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, he's sitting at home texting. He's not even in Juma. Um, yeah, subhanallah. <laughs> yeah. so, seriously, <laughs> true story. What would you? What do you feel like you are like like before you got this information? Like, what was your state of self in terms of like how you felt about approach of marriage? Oh no, no confidence before I honestly before I took the course. Uh, no confidence. Like I couldn't speak up for myself. Like especially um, with marriage to my father. Like I couldn't speak up. There's a lot of things I did didn't want that I ended up just agreeing to, but it's getting me nowhere in life. Subhanallah, another sister with these stories, right? I I cannot tell you how much this stuff. It's just it reminds me. I flash back to the moment when I too didn't know things, and then all of a sudden I knew, and you have this aha moment. Like, what was I thinking? Why did I allow myself to suffer that long and for no reason? Um, you know. I still didn't believe after all, you know, people were telling me and after all I learned, there was a point where I still was doubting, even though doors were opening, I was just like, I don't know, I I just needed clarity. I needed confidence. I didn't love myself the way I was supposed to. But I told you I had that teacher and she had helped me so much to give me this information that I needed. And the reason I'm telling you what I went through is because I ended up going through, I think, the mistakes that so many women did, where we feel stuck, we feel depressed, we feel hopeless. If that is you, you are not alone. But this is something you have to actually do about. You have to do something. You can't just stay in that emotion. It's not going to change. Now, if you heard my previous podcast where I told stories about how after I raised my hands to Allah begging for answers and threw out all the haram in my life and even the little things that weren't serving me and I got real serious, Allah opened doors for me. And that's because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the keeper of promises i cannot emphasize this and if you heard from the other sister she said like like allah just does stuff like you don't know until you've given him a chance until you've said all right i'm gonna do it by the quran and sunnah i'm gonna stop trying to figure this fall in love find the guy thing all by myself based on like all the information i see out there and you know what is so crazy again my experience was not unique other sisters found door after door opening right after getting the right information, right? Like the last sister I just told you about, she's married now. Just within maybe six months of that conversation, she was like, out of nowhere, this guy came. I don't know. Somebody's mom, 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 mom. I wasn't even looking, sis. And I'm like, I know. I told you. That's exactly, you know. So she she had a lot, keep his promise. And she's like, and if I would have known that this is the guy, I would have never even complained that I was waiting so long. She's like, I don't know why I didn't straighten my ax so much sooner and learn what I needed to learn. And in fact, I had another conversation with a sister who literally took me back to that moment where her her life changed. And 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 I want you to know, if you're in a place where you feel like you have to do this alone, you don't. You know, we are here. This is all we do with women. And I have a lot of women tell me all the time, my dad doesn't support me or I'm just scared or my parents are kind of taken over, but I feel like I'm not able to really talk to them or I'm not able to have information, you know, shared with them at certain levels or they just rush the process. You know, clearly standing in front of you 
is a process maybe that is not serving you. And I don't want you to feel stuck. So if you are interested in learning any more about what these sisters experienced or what I went through, I told you guys already, we have the free class. It is probably closing by the end right after this weekend. That is a great start. Or if you have a personal story that you want to share with me and you really, really want to get connected, DM me, email my team. We are here to help. But one of the biggest things that changed my life was my ability to learn. I just dropped my fears. I dropped all of my negative thinking. And all of a sudden, I told you, I felt clear. I felt confident. I knew exactly what decision to make. And when people told me things, I was like, no, that actually isn't true. This is what's true. And I'm okay. Thank you so much. And I felt like, boom, 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 I could move forward. I want you to have that confidence, but I can't help you have it like you have to at some level you could listen to the podcast, but you have to at some level take action. You know, listening passively as you're driving, as you're walking, as you're washing dishes or studying, that's great. But what are you going to do to actually change that thing in your life that's difficult? That's what I did. I actually put everything down. I was like, all right, enough's enough, right? So I hope you enjoy these snippets from these ladies' life. I wanted to just share that powerful moment and just like zoom out and let you know what it really was that changed that story for me, that made it a happy ending. And I want you to know that you're not alone. And I know so many women feel that way. And so I'm here for you. I've been there. I've gone through it too. And I help women all the time with that. At any time, you can reach out to me. I'm like the big sister. And it's funny, like somebody actually wrote that in like, I think like three, four days ago, they were like, She's like the big sister I never knew I needed. And I'm like, you know what? That just honestly makes me so grateful that that is the way you guys see it here because we're just meant to be like that loving support. We're not here to judge you. It doesn't matter what level of your Islam you are, whether you're hijabi, not hijabi. Like we are here for you. We wish for you good only. We only wish for you khair, but we can only help you so much, sis. Like that's what I want women to know. At some point you have to take the reins and take control of your future. And all we're trying to do is just hand you the tools, but you got to do that piece. All right. We have another podcast tomorrow. This was just a little bonus snippet. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoyed this really big piece of my life that I wanted you to know was so pivotal. And I will catch you tomorrow in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.